Well, <clears throat> this is not a real Elena show. I mean, I guess it is. But I just left. Um, yeah, okay, this is a real Elena show. I didn't really get to talk to you much because uh, we were busy today. But I'm walking to the theater. Um, it's Friday, which is the day I walk to the theater. Um, so this week has been, you know, and, and, and last week, like it's, it's the beginning of April, historically, has been a very difficult um, month for me, very difficult time for me. Um, for a number of reasons, not just that this is, um, the time of year that my birthday is and that it would start to get back into a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. I can't really say Farfadnugan anymore now that I'm in Germany. <laughs> um, so, um, so it would be like uncomfortable. Um, it's the time of year that my, uh, you know, uh, previous life, relationship, marriage fell apart. Um, it's also about the time when, like, different theater companies are, like, announcing their seasons, which, you know, can be back when I was acting in the States. Um, these theater companies would announce their seasons, and it could be something to either look forward to if there's potentially a role for me and so that can be like stressful but exciting or it could be really like hopeless if there's not any roles for me um now that i don't fucking live there there's zero roles for me um plus i don't think any of the larger theaters are doing roles that i'd want to do and i definitely don't want to do you know like, I could have done Charlie's Aunt or whatever, The Hail, if I had stayed. Because, um, you know, they already know I look good in a dress. Um, and they got Jeff Dayglow to do it, this this other guy who's, like, my same typecast. But that's, like, not—I I know for a fact it's the second time he's been the second choice. Like, they couldn't get me, so they cast him. They did that for a, a Child's Play tour, um, two-person Child's Play tour, Vanessa's something— but it was, I would have been the role of Vanessa's dad. And, and I couldn't take that role because it wasn't enough um, money and I had to get a real job because Jennifer was putting a lot of pressure on me. So that was kind of shitty when I think about that. Like I turned down a role so I could get a fucking desk job at a university or I didn't even have that as an option. I had like a couple of callback audition they're interviews they're not auditions but you know the interviews for a job auditions for a job kind of the same so i didn't have anything confirmed but i had you know second interviews i guess is what they're called for corporate jobs i had second interviews for a film production company for um oh fuck oh for the uh, arizona state retirement system program like the fight they do like financial stuff for the state of Arizona and then of course um, Northern Arizona University so I had second interviews with all of them and so I wasn't about to take a 
you know, part-time slash full-time touring gig. Um, it would have been about, I think it's like 350 a week, um, but no insurance. And there was like maybe a month off in the spring for all the, cause it was touring from school to school. So it was like a local school tour, which is, that's rough, you know, cause you're basically getting up at like four or five, um, in the morning to go to, uh, well, my situation would have been, I was going and get up around four or five. I would drive to Tempe, get in the van and the truck. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it'd just be me, another actor and a stage manager. And I'd probably be driving the van or the truck. Um, and then we would drive to an elementary school somewhere, sometimes a middle school, and we'd unload into their gym cafetorium, which is this like gym where they do sports and the cafeteria where they eat lunch and the auditorium where they have shows, just a big multi-purpose building. And then we, you know, three of us, we set up the set and test the lights and sound and stuff. And then we do about 45 to 60 minutes of a show and then we pack it all up and we hit the road. Sometimes we would be fortunate and do the same show twice uh, with a small break in between at the same school. But sometimes we do like a 9 a.m. show at one school. We have to book it over to another school and do like a 12 o'clock show. So, like, yeah, it would have been like 350 a week. And it was a longer contract as far as like theater is concerned. You know, normally theater, like professional theater contracts are normally like, I don't know, six weeks in Arizona. But this was almost like a six month tour. But one of those months was off because of spring break. And another one of those months was off because of holidays. Right. So it was basically like just the school time, um, which is like August to um, you know, May. And so this would have been like, we're probably rehearsing in November, December, and then running the show January, February, March, April, May, with one of those months off. So 350 a week for six weeks, or I mean for six months, but no, you know, no like health insurance. And at the time, um, I think I, I think I actually might have been married at the time, so health insurance shouldn't have been a problem. But Jennifer learned that, you know, when you're an employee, your company covers your health insurance. But um, if you want your spouse covered by your health insurance, you have to pay extra. And she did not like the idea of giving additional money um, towards something she wasn't responsible for right so in her mind she had to pay you know 100 200 a month for my health insurance when i should just get a job that offers health insurance and then um, i can pay 100 to 200 a month through my employer because your employer doesn't cover 100 percent of your health insurance it's kind of rare that they do scrib does but that's rare um so now that you know scrib is letting me go in June, um, I'm not. I don't know if I'm if I'm ready to talk about that yet. 
but I guess I can, I mean, it'll hold us, this whole conversation is, um, you know, leading up to that, uh, because the idea of not having a job would put me under a lot of, um, you know, mental, emotional stress because I've been poor and homeless and stuff in my life. And um, I've always had a lot of pressure to, uh, to have a job and continue making income and, um, you know, providing and stuff. So, like, I've been paying for, like, all my own expenses basically since I was, like, since I had a job when I was, like, 15, 16. Well, I had a lot of cash jobs until then. And then when I turned 15, I had, like, a like one day a week job and then 16 I started working at the pizza place Chuck E. Cheese so and not having a job not having a source of income is not just frightening to me because of the like oh no I'm going to run out of money thing because when I got divorced and lost my job for the summer of 2018 um, it was actually like pretty good <laughs> you know gave me some time to like focus on um other things and um you know figure out what it is i want to do and rebuild part of my life if necessary slash plan to kill myself um and uh but it was nice because nobody was like pressuring me and making me feel like extra guilty um for not immediately taking the first job like when I came back from my 10 week acting internship in Florida um, you know I came back and was immediately like pressure 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 get a job and that's when I took the job as a sign spinner um, I don't know why it was just so important to her that I have all the jobs we've never been in a situation where we needed money and if we did um, you know, her parents have own, like, two houses and stuff, so it would have been fine. Anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, I'm not too worried about the not having a job thing, as long as I'm not, like, a burden, um, or, like, what's the word? Yeah, just, like, a burden and a bother, um, to provide for and and I know I'm going to be like super sensitive and touchy about it um, like if you know you just kind of offhandedly say something about me not making money or about me not pulling my weight or being dead weight or bringing us down or you can't do something because of me not having a source of income like you know it would be pretty triggering but I think we can work through that like hopefully I'll be able to say like you don't mean that you don't mean that or maybe you'll like you know accidentally lash out um, and say something that you like don't mean which you know we all do it's not I'm not wouldn't hold that to fault to anybody um, as you know assuming that we don't mean the terrible things that we say in those moments you know we can work past it Anyway, so I'm walking, 
to the theater. Glenn and I were messaging, uh, trying to figure out, like, wait, so what are we doing today, you know? Like, what are we all bringing something? Are we not bringing something? Like, what is going on? I don't plan on staying for the whole time. It looks like it's from 6.30 to 9, which, what is that? Eight, two and a half hours? Yeah, no. Seven, seven to eight, that's one. Eight to nine, it's two. And a half, yeah, two and a half, no fucking way. Like, I don't have the mental, emotional stamina, endurance for that, especially if there's like eight people and I'm not teaching. Um, I'm going to do my best to be friendish. Um, I'm walking kind of fast. So I'm going to take my bag off. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about the theater because I don't want to think about all that, you know. Like, you know, financially I've got... If I sell my car, which I, you know, plan to, but if I sell my car, I would potentially have, you know, like the emergency fund um, kind of idea that you should have in case you lose your job or if there's some sort of emergency that doesn't want to, like, put you into some sort of debt is about six months of your expenses, expenses. And I know you're thinking, well, you don't have any expenses. Well, that's not true. So thank you. Um, Because my medication is $100 a month times three for three medications. My cell phone, 70. I'm still paying car insurance. So that's another like 70, you know, plus all the other like incidental things I buy, etc. So I do have uh, expenses. Plus I pay, you know, rent for you. Not that you've asked me to. But I, you know, throw some money your way around the middle of each month. So, I mean, I do have some expenses. But let's just say they're like $1,000 a month, right? Uh, USD. And um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't have like $6,000 um, saved up. But I can get by for a little while at least until um, I can work legally here. Um, You you know, you did sign the paperwork saying that you would financially um, take on the burden. Anyway, so I'm going to the theater. Sorry, I mean, it's stressing me out. I don't know what to do. I mean, I have until June. Which sounds like it's far away, but suddenly it's April something. And I still have to do my taxes. Um, Okay.
So, according to the theater, we're all bringing something, you know, like, I gotta take this jacket off. It's a little too warm when I'm walking this fast because I'm gonna be late. Um, which I don't mind being late. I don't like being there early. Um, so Glenn and I were messaging and we were trying to figure out like, you know, what are we bringing? What are we doing? I guess he's doing like a foot, like a physical warm up, and then he's gonna like, I don't know, lead some like movement techniques or something, which like, I don't know, I'm in kind of a bad mood, so I don't know how much of this I'll be able to absorb. But, um, I'll try. Um, when we were talking, I was like, we could do long form improv, we could do short form. Um, improv, we can, you know, he kind of talked about contentless scenes, and I was like, oh yeah, I can get some of those open scenes, that's what those, you know, the things I had you print off, that hello, oh, really, yeah, how could you, just like that, well, now we see, I've known all along, oh, haven't you, you didn't, okay then, well, see ya. Right, like, and then it's like, well, what is that scene about? And it's like, nothing. So then you get to, like, the actors in the scene get to kind of playwright a little, slash direct a little, self-direct. Um, it's a really good exercise to just kind of teach the basics of acting in terms of, like, character motivation and character development with the... Seven steps. Ooh, it's kind of windy, sorry. The answering the questions, the seven questions of like, who am I? What do I want? What am I doing? What are my relationships? Those sorts of things. What am I doing to get what I want? Um, so, yeah, so I brought those. And I'm sure it'll be like last time I was here where I, you know, prepare a thing. And then I'm like... You know, just holding on to the thing, like waiting for my turn to go. And then it's never my turn to go. Which is just like, you know, because you're like nervous the whole time waiting for your turn to go because you you don't know, like, I don't know if, if you've ever been on like a film set, you don't know when you're going to get called to stage, um, when you're going to get called to a set. And, uh, but you have to like be on and ready the whole time. And like, you know, memorized and practiced and you know self-rehearsed and ready to go but you also have to like conserve fucking energy so because it's going to be a long 14 hour day when you're on set so you have to kind of make these trade-offs of like you know do i try to stay warm the whole time that's why people stay in character the whole time because it's hard to get in and out of character you know you kind of get it into different depths so you can just stay in character the whole time. Ooh. You can stay in character the whole time, but then that makes kind of can that can make the character, the actor, difficult to to work with. Anyway. Oh, cool. Thanks. T-Mobile's just telling me I paid my bill. Um 
yeah um, so you know Glenn and I are both like I'm not in charge of this thing you know I'm like he's like I'm not in charge of this and and then we're like in this whatsapp group and you know Glenn and I are like what are you what are we doing you know and then Glenn's messaging me he's like I am not in charge and I'm like oh okay you're winky not in wink in charge wink um and then he's like don't wink it's all in text so I have to like in infer his uh his tone it's like don't wink and I say okay you're the boss um and then uh you know he's like oh my god stop and I was like um you know like yeah sure I mean you're in charge you know like uh, so it's hard to interpret if he's being playful but I was so hopefully he was being playful back but um there's going to be quite a number of people here potentially eight of us so it'd be like Letizia Glenn Sabine Daniel Peter myself that's six then maybe somebody named Josh um who I don't know who that is um and then there was, and then there's like an eighth person, but I don't know who that is. I can't remember. So we'll see. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't want to be like inadvertent, in, inadvertently be condescending or, um, uh, you know, pedantic in a way that's insulting. Like, I don't know what everybody's, like, experience level is. So normally in that situation, um, you know, you don't want to teach at, like, the lowest level because that, you know, could, has a risk of insulting, like, everybody. So you kind of teach, like, a middle level, and then you gauge if people need to be brought up, like, you know, if they need to get more explanation. Um, or if they get... If they need, like, less, um, you know, explanation and stuff as you go, um, you just don't want to be, like, insulting, basically. voice message from Daniel and then it says I'm very very sorry so I'm assuming that means he's uh, telling us he can't make it but I'm not really able to um, listen so um, yeah 
hard to, after, you know, doing this, after doing theater for, for free for like five years and then doing it for money for like seven years, it's hard to, to think about like, well, I got to walk all the way to the theater to lead exercises for like, like I'm basically teaching. So it's like, well, then I don't want to teach. I'll just be like a, a participant in the workshop. But then shit goes off the rails. And I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Like, now I'm just part of a bad workshop. <laughs> like, and so then it's like, well, I could make it better if I took charge. No, don't take charge. Don't take control. You know. So it's not that anyone is like incompetent. It's that everybody is like doesn't want to doesn't want to make like decisions doesn't want to tell people what to do unless that person is uh peter so far but all he said is he's just said like no to things he hasn't really said yes or like to tell us to do something specific so you know anyway um i think i'm almost there maybe like two blocks away try to recap what happened on my way home but I'm gonna probably leave at like 8.30 just so I can get home at 9 and um, you know take my pills and go to sleep Yeah. So it's it's just hard to be like, well, what do you do for fun? I'm like, well, I like to hang out with people I like for fun. I was like, well, who do you like? I, I like people who like me. Okay, well, who likes you? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, no one? So what you're saying is you hang out with no one? Yeah. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. So when I ask you what you do for fun, the answer is... No one slash nothing? That is correct. What about yourself? Do you like yourself? Not at all. So even being by yourself isn't fun. That is correct. So it just kind of sounds like every moment of existence is like uncomfortable and annoying. There you go. You got it. You nailed it. Anyway, I'm going to go inside the theater. I will... Uh, finish this later. I'll do part two later. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay. We're back. Okay, okay. Well, I am walking home <clears throat> from the theater now. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting. Like, now I'm to the point 
like I can tell you all about it, but now I'm now I'm to the point where I'm like overthinking everything that I did and said and then being like, oh, I hate my everything and my everybody hates me, etc. etc. So I'll try to kind of stick to more of uh, like what happened, I guess. Um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so you show up. Um, there is, there were five of us. So is Leticia, Sabine, Peter, Glenn, and myself. And <clears throat> I was having, I don't know, I was having fun. Just kind of like going back and forth. Like, I don't know, just sort of like picking on Glenn and, and, um, not like picking on him, but just like, you know, playing around, doing stuff, being silly. Um, so, uh, you know, we did <clears throat> like physical warm-ups and, um, and I was just like, you know, making like, I guess like jokes occasionally. Um, like he said, you know, like we're going to do a pot of beret which is like a dance move, like a ballet thing. Um, and I was like, isn't that this stuff of like, like a little bowl of like fragrant leaves? I was like, that's potpourri. And I was like, yeah, that's what you said. You know, like, um, I mean, these, you know, the people don't know my like style of humor, but they're, this is how they're going to have to get it. And I've kind of decided that I don't care. <clears throat> Um, not that I'm going out of my way to burn bridges or anything, um, but I, I, uh, just, I don't know, I just kind of like a case of the fuckets, I guess, because I wasn't feeling super great, and, um, and in order to kind of stay out of the dark places during silent moments, you know, when we're sitting there stretching and it's like, go ahead and stretch your ribs and breathe into, you know, your the muscles between your rib cage and stuff. And I'm just like doing that. But then my brain is like, I want to die. You're fucking stupid. Kill yourself. I hate you fucking die, you know, over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and it's hard to, you know, just think about anything else because you know, if I focus on my breathing or whatever, then, like, the ADD, like, gets me off on that. Not gets me off. That sounds like I splooged. Um, it's a terrible word. Stop. Stop. Anyway, so even though I'm thinking, I'm talking, telling the story, I'm boring myself, and so I start making splooge jokes. Um, oy. Uh, what else? <clears throat> so we did physical warm-ups. You know, and we do some vocal warm-ups, um, which was, you know, it was fine. And then we did, like, a silly game that some Sabine ran, or, like, taught, um, and sort of like an energy-passing game, like a circle. You go around the circle and you say stuff, but if it's going to your right, you say, Misty Vistas. And if you're passing it to your left, you say 
Mr. Whiskers. And if you're passing it across the circle, you say Whiskey Mixers. So, and there's really no, um, you know, you can kind of go in any order to any person. So sometimes if someone's passing it to you and they're on your left-hand side, they're saying Misty Vistas and you're saying back to them, Mr. Whiskers. And so sometimes it's like Misty Vistas, Mr. Whiskers, Whiskey Mixers, you know, and it's going around the thing. And like the best way that I could do it um, without messing up and saying like, Misa Visas or whatever, um, was to put an intention behind it, classic acting. So Glenn was on my left, and so anytime I looked at him, I was like, Mr. Whiskers. Um, and then anytime Peter was on my right, and anytime I looked at him, I would be like, Misty Vistas. And then anytime I looked across the circle, I'd just be like, Whiskey Mixers. Whiskey Mixers. Um, which, that's an example of uh, bullshit acting, um, was when you're just like playing a note. Um, too strongly uh, like without appropriate context um, and so it feels like it's really out of place which it is but that's how it helps me not mess it up so we played that game mm. and that was fun um, and then we did Oh, we did. We used the papers that you printed, so thank you. Um, and so we just like the open scenes, and I didn't do a great job explaining it because I didn't know how much to explain. Again, sort of like what I talked about in part one of this. I said, <clears throat> you know, I was like, these are open scenes. They're not really about anything. Um, in particular, which means we can make them about whatever we want them to be about, um, etc. And uh, I taught, and basically, I was teaching from like a Uta Hagen perspective, because um, that's what I taught at Verve. Um, but you know, I could teach to like Michael Sherlift's The Audition or not Stanislavski's An Actor Prepares. Um, I was using Uta Hagen's A Challenge for the Actor, which is the second book. Um, yeah. <clears throat> or like Sanford Meisner on acting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we, just, we did that and that was fun. And then so they would do their, they'd present their scene and then we'd be like, okay, so what did we think was happening there? And then we'd see what happened, you know, and it was kind of like, it's kind of really awkward because not everybody knows, like, you know, there's a little bit of, like, dick showing, it feels like, you know? Like, everybody wants to, you know, like, show off where they can or be impressive with whatever their particular skills are. So... <sighs> But then we did that, and then I was like, it's 8.30, I want to go. And then they kept, like, asking me questions, and then I started, like, getting myself wrapped up in a lie. Um, 
So um, not really a lie. I was just like, I like to take my medication at nine. And they're like, oh, you can't take the medication. You can't bring it with you. And I was like, I can, but it's not something I'd want to take and walk home with, you know? And they're like, well, you can take it later. And I was like, well, uh, for my job right now, I need to stay. I need to wake up and go to sleep around the same time. Um, And this medication, like, makes that possible. So, yeah. And then, basically, then I just, like, you know, it's 9 o'clock now, and I'm still walking home. Um, But, like, you know, give or take, it's not going to be almost 10 by the time I get home. It'll be, like, 9, 10. So, uh, you know, that's better. Anyway... Yeah, so we did the scenes, and and we talked about them, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go, because they're, like, packing shit up. And then they were like, oh, okay, so what do you want to do, you know, next week or whatever? And then I was like, well, if we can do, like, 6 to 8.30, that would work better for me. Um, and we can do, like, a half hour. We can do, like, the first half hour of, like, physical warm-ups, and then someone could take, like, the first slot of an hour and do a thing. And then someone take like the second slot of an hour and do the thing. And that way it sort of stays a little bit more organized. Um, and, you know, I recommended that. And then Glenn, of course, like jumped on that and was like, yeah, we should do that. And then when we had like a, um, <clears throat> like a bit of a dialogue, just trying to be like, you know, Letizia, you are in charge. Like, I was like, as long as this is, the Tangram project, like, you're in charge of it. She's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I just came up with the project. I didn't, I'm not in charge, I'm not the director. And I'm like, okay, so you came up with the project, so you're like the founder, so you're like, you know, choosing the direction for the piece, you know. Um, I was a heron. Um, and then she's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not the director, I'm not in charge of this, I'm just, I'm just here to, like, I book the theater and I just make sure that the space is open for you all. And I was like, so what you're saying is none of this would be possible without your involvement. So you're in charge. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. (laughs) But we've got... um, So for next week, we're going to stick to this, like, more organized thing that I recommended of, like, you know, Glenn's going to do a half hour, like, little physical warm-up stretch. And then someone's going to take the first hour. Someone's going to take the first hour to, you know, specialize on a thing. And someone will take the second hour to specialize on a thing. And then we'll be done. And that way, it like... People know what to expect. We don't all just like show up with different things, you know. Like everyone showed up with either a text or an exercise. Well, uh, Sabine showed up with plays. Letizia showed up with a scene. Um, Peter showed up with some Shakespeare thing. Um, Glenn showed up with his like movement technique stuff, and then. And then I had, like, the open scenes. 
and so um, the um, so at one point um, you know we were trying to figure out what to do first and Letizia was like well we have you know and pointed at everybody she was like well you have text you have text text me and text and then like she was like and Glenn has you know technique and I was like which is shortened to text <laughs> text anyway it was an early joke for me uh, in the session um, so uh, yeah I did my did my best um, I think I'm just getting sad now so I think I'm gonna just walk a little slower and listen to some music and try not to sabotage myself any more than I need to. So. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work, but I guess I gotta try. Okay. <sighs> oh. <clears throat> I'm almost home um, to you. I'm almost to Sudverstadt. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. gonna start tearing myself apart so um, I'm gonna go but I'll see you soon and I love you and I hope you have a great day whenever you're listening to this um, uh, I'll probably mention that I recorded this <clears throat> not mention meaning people in German um, mention that like bring, anyway fuck it okay I love you and I will um, talk to you soon. Well, I mean, I'll talk to you in like 10 minutes when I get home, but you know what I mean? It's gonna be like different from when you're listening to this to, I mean, if you listen to this, I'm not sure if I'll, anyway, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is the shit I can't do unless I'm like, hi, is because then I get into this like fucking insecurity loop where I'm like, Am I insecure? I don't know. Am I? Am I insecure? I don't know. Am I? Am I insecure? So. Um, all right. I love you. Uh, have a great day. But if you don't have a great day, that's okay, too. You know, there's not, like, a requirement for you to have, like, a great day, you know? It's like, you just have a day, I guess is what I'm saying. Hast ein Tag. Okay, bye. I love you, bye.